Folk to the Find the Path podcast actual play of the War for the Crown Adventure Path. Where we can finally see the sun again. Actually, yeah, it has been a while, hasn't it? <laughs> it has been many episodes since we have seen the sun. Yeah. Many episodes, although for your characters, not that long. Yeah, That's a true. little longer than normal, just because we were underground for a, a few hours in the morning. It's true. true. It is one of those things that feels like a really long time. <laughs> I mean, it was quite exhausting for our characters. Yes, we almost died a few times. A yeah, few right. Times. Mostly Felix recently. Yes, yeah. mostly yeah. Felix. Yeah. Well, you know, I almost died in one round of combat, so like, we're That's close. True. If That's that true. other attack had gone through, very oh yeah, I would have been maybe well dead. Have. Or yeah. if they'd gone ahead of you in the in the regular initiative. Yeah, mm. yeah. That first attack surprised me, but that second attack. Oliver never hit the negatives while we were down there. I don't think Gwen did either, but everybody else almost died. I yep. think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And I've certainly, like, I've been, been below half health. That's for yeah. sure. I don't know if I've been negative. I can't remember being negative, but I was okay. close to being dead just yeah. because oh, yeah. they hit hard. Yeah, that's sneak attack, man. It's been a rough mm-hmm. morning. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's been a terrible morning. Uh-huh. I just want a bath and a change of clothes and some coffee. Gwen is on board with a bath. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, a bath sounds lovely. Anyway, so I suppose before we continue, you guys did manage to successfully complete part two of book one of War for the Crown in record time, I might say. Hey. Nice. Uh, you guys are doing quite well. Bravo. Amazing how motivating being trapped under underground will be to, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. get people really moving and grooving. Now fight for your life. So yeah, you have completed <laughs> part two, which was uh, Lost in History, and are now beginning uh, part three of book one, uh, which does mean that, of course, you have moved on to a new part and have gained a level as all of you have exited the Woo! Senate's underground oh, and are now free onto the surface. Oh, uh, so rapid fire real quick. Everyone give me one cool thing. Hmm. All right. Uh, Verity took a new feat. That new feat is bodyguard, so she can help her friends. Nice. Nice. Uh, Cornelius gets an arcanist exploit. I chose item crafting, which gets me scribe scroll, which is what I selected. Mm. Yeah, fancy. I got a rage power. Um, I took celestial totem lesser, and when I am under the effect of my rage song, if I am subject to a spell or channeled injury or channel in energy to heal me, I get more hit points back. Yay. Oh, nice. That's right. nice. I got second level spells. <laughs> That's Is there a particular good. second level spell that you're excited excited about? I mean, uh, there's there wasn't really a, a lot of cool stuff, but I got like hold person and lesser rest, restoration because you never know. Lesser restoration always comes in handy. Yeah, because you were the only one that got a new spell level this level because the mm-hmm. arcanist is on the sorcerer progression and yes, yeah. So I didn't really get anything else, but I got spells, so I yeah. can also do more healing. You'll need it. Yeah, and we'll love to see most- it. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, for Oliver, I think the coolest thing I got was a Magus Arcana this level, which I went okay. and took a Spell Shield, which nice. for a single Arcana point as an immediate action, I can raise up a shield equal to my Intelligence bonus. Nice. Um, that lasts until the end of my next turn. So, nice. Yeah. What is your Intelligence bonus? How very 2E of you. Currently, uh, <laughs> it is a 3. Yes, very 2E. It's a good shield. Yeah, it's a basically a plus one heavy shield. So. Yeah. Wow. There we go. Nice. All right. 
But I suppose to jump back into things, uh, when last we left our heroes, our heroes had been down beneath the Senate building in the capital Apara, the capital city of Taldor. Trapped down there after the exaltation gala had gone uh, had gone really south. Uh, yeah, with, that's uh, one way to put it. Yeah. Murdered. You had had to fight and explore and find your way out of there, which you eventually did manage to accomplish after some time uh, searching around and eventually fighting uh, a trio. Uh, what ended up being a trio of halfling assassins, uh, two new halflings that had arrived when you were trying to exit, as well as the uh, betrayal of uh, your halfling uh, ally, that cowardly Amistos hiding in the back the entire time. Little yeah. did we know he was in the back so that he could club us easier. It's mm-hmm. true. The easier his. to club you with. It's a good thing yeah. you didn't just leave him alone in a room with all the others. Right? <laughs> That's kind of what I thought was going to happen whenever uh, whenever we finished that fight. I thought we were going to go back and find everybody else unconscious. Yeah, I was no. a little worried. But you had successfully defeated the, uh, the halflings and found your way back up to the Senate building. After checking in at the front desk and letting them know that you weren't dead. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, there's a number of mi- people just missing right now. Yeah. Possibly kidnapped, possibly murdered. Maybe they found a place to hide and are too terrified to climb out from inside of a closet they found somewhere. Or they're just stuck underneath the Senate in some sort of safe house that's gone to shit and... Murdered by taxidermied (laughs) griffins or something. Yeah, jeez. You finally left the Senate building. You'd stepped out to find uh, the city of Opara battered but not broken. Uh, While there had been some rioting, some uh, looting that had taken place overnight as news had first broke of the Grand Prince's death and the attack on the Senate. Cooler heads eventually prevailed and the city seems to have been coming together or at the very Not least sure many of you view that way. how I feel about the Grand or the High Strategos being in charge right now but I guess... Well, uh, yes, the know. city is under martial law. <laughs> I mean that so. seems like an appropriate response to you know an unknown number of assassins came in and started killing all kinds of people. But you had finally managed to uh, leave the Senate building, had made your way out onto the street that runs in front of the building, had started to, I believe uh, your plan had been to make your way to the inn that all of you have been staying at, the Silent Horse. Yes. uh, To go and retrieve your gear and hopefully find a way to uh, track down Lady Martella Lothied, who had disappeared after the Exaltation Gala, whose last message to the party was, I've reached my safe house. It should be safe for you to escape and join me. It's located at the dig. Yep. At the archaeological dig. Everyone knows where that is, right? Yeah, right. Very famous landmark. Mm -hmm. You'd also found a note on the halflings after you defeated them. Uh, Well, one, you'd found a holy symbol on them that seemed to link them to the cult of Thamir Gix, the uh, halfling god of assassin, uh, sometimes referred to as Norgaber's shadow. Mm. Halfling god of assassination and murder and all the rest of that stuff. That's got to be a position. Didn't he know Norgaber when they were both alive? Weren't they like in the same adventuring group or some shenanigans? It's kind of the fun thing with Norgaber and Thamir. This is a little bit of a side tangent and something that Felix might know because she made that really good knowledge religion check. No one knows for certain. There Hmm. are tons of rumors surrounding both of them. It's the same as no one knows when Norgaber actually passed the test of the Starstone. They just know he did. Um, Nor do they have any idea who he was before he took it because he's the god of secrets. Some people claim that Thamir was a an ally of Norgaber, that he raised up to divinity after he t- passed the test of the Starstone. Some people say that he was already a divinity. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe had been assisting Norgaber to take the test of the Starstone as sort of yeah. like, hmm. Maybe. So no one really knows what the relationship is between the two of them, uh, other than the fact that they have some sort of relationship. But you left the building, and as you had left, a mysterious figure began to approach the party. Oh, yes. Indeed. Which I believe is where we left the uh, the story off. Yeah. Indeed. 
Yeah, hands certainly on sword until we see this person's face. Uh, they were lowering yeah, their hood, sure. which makes me think they're not going to murder us in the street because, yes, you know. I'm not drawing the sword. Just <laughs> Let me reveal my sword. identity before I kill you. That way <laughs> yes. people can identify me later. <laughs> but it's better it's safe than sorry. Sporting. It's a sporting <laughs> assassination. <laughs> yes, yes, it has to be sporting. <laughs> Assassins are far more sporting in Taldor. Yes. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> the figure reaches up and lowers their hood. Again, you stand here on the street near the, the Senate building. Along your right-hand side, a an almost endless line of carriages with horses waiting impatiently for lords and ladies that may never return. Along the left-hand side, uh, most of this area is, is kind of empty because people are either showing their solidarity at the foot of the Senate steps, but you cannot see a street corner from here that does not have at least three Taldane Phalanx soldiers on every corner of every street that you've seen. The figure pushes back their hood, revealing underneath it the fair, sharp features of an elf. Their skin is pale, their hair is a long, luxurious mane of silver, somehow trapped inside of this uh, rather voluminous hood. The figure looks at you with the, with the portion of uh, their eyes that is not black, just this ring of brilliant ice blue. Hmm. They hold their arms off to the side revealing that they are not holding any weapons and then bow their head. Do we recognize them? Uh, no, you haven't met a single elf. Yeah. Can we help you? I don't need your help, but perhaps you need mine. And who are you? I'm Luria. Luria, a pleasure to make your acquaintance then. And you're as well, Count Darhan. Oh, well, that dispenses with the formalities. So you already know who we are then? I'm an associate of Lady Gloriana Marula. Hmm. I was asked to keep an eye on the building on behalf of a mutual friend of hers and yours, hmm. the Lady Lothied. I was told that Lady Lothied would send a message to me once she had secured a meeting place. They paused, glancing around, but unfortunately I have heard nothing from her. She was quite insistent to meet you as soon as you'd managed to extricate yourself from that situation. They gesture in the direction of the Senate Hill. So you know where Lady Lothied is? No. She informed me that she would send a missive once she had determined where would be a safe meeting place for all of you. I but I have not heard from her. Not Very since well. last night. Well, we have reason to believe that uh, Lady Lothied may have been attacked. We're going to talk about this in the middle of the street. Let's find somewhere private to have a chat. I would like to sense motive on this person. You may make sense motive, so wish. Great. Because we know some other people were looking for us specifically and watching us specifically. All right. There's a quaint little alleyway behind me. Or if you're wanting to have a longer discussion. And since I have not heard anything from your friend, I could go and take you to Lady Marilla. She may be more interested in hearing exactly what's happened. That might be a wise course of action. Agreed. They nod. Gesture for you to follow and then turn with a, a twirling of the cloak before beginning to make their way uh, in the same direction you were already headed. And a lot of you turn, you follow along after this, uh, this mysterious elven figure. You're led down off of the Senate Hill. Uh, right now exiting the north side of Senate Hill. 
oh, as wow. you make your way north from where Senate Hill is and uh, down the road. The north side of Senate Hill is far steeper than the uh, the southern side and the uh, the western side of Senate Hill that you're on previously. And as such, as you're beginning to make your way forward, there's a number of switchbacks that descend down the hill, uh, down to the lower area. As uh, Again, much like another famous city in the world, um, Opara is built on a number of hills. I don't think there's seven, but there might be. <laughs> Before you begin to make your way uh, down into the West Park District. The West Park District is Opara's wealthiest district. Uh, home to much of Opara's upper class, the soldiers of the city maintain several stations here and patrol day and night. And enormous villas uh, grace the area or walled to keep out any undesirables. Although, to be perfectly honest, uh, from, from what all of you know, as uh, your families, uh, especially the Marosets, I believe, have a strong presence in uh, Opara as well. Wouldn't surprise me. The walls uh, are supposedly to keep out undesirables, although actually the city's nobility periodically tear down and rebuild their walls. Um, as an example of their own grandeur, uh, basically uh, to keep one up with grandeur the newest... and bigger than the last. <laughs> yeah, uh, unfortunately, uh, well, fortunately for them, unfortunately for their neighbors or whatever, a constant thing is is basically trying to move their uh, their land <laughs> over about six inches oh, at a time wow. when they tear down walls and then rebuild uh, them. Small territorial and I bet, I bet surveyors make a killing. This yeah, is so. Uh, World War One all over again. <laughs> a lot of my legal cases have been Jeez. these silly ones like this. <laughs> You just pick it up a sign and you just plant it a couple feet over to... <laughs> but did you have a that flag? That is the territory we, we ceded yesterday. Did you have a flag? Literally. Yeah. But see, the wall's already there, you see. Thus, we had to have owned it. The wall yeah. was always six inches over. Yeah. <laughs> Following Lyra, you find yourselves basically navigating your way down out from the uh, the shadow of the, uh, the Senate building. In stark contrast to the atmosphere that filled the city the day before, uh, when many of you had arrived, or at the very least shortly after you'd arrived to make your way to the Lazy Lion Cafe. The jubilation, the parades and such are gone. As you make your way, there's almost an eerie silence that pervades Opara. The streets once bustling with, with excited uh, citizens celebrating the grand day of exaltation are now mostly empty with people just making their way to uh, wherever they need to go quietly and quickly under the watchful eyes of the soldiers stationed at every street corner. The colorful decorations that adorned the buildings, the banners that hung between the city streets are all still there. Although now they seem to be jarringly out of place with the somber mm. mood of the city. Mm. Despite the tumult, there is basically this undercurrent in the air here. The citizens of Taldor are going about their business. Again, as I said, there's very few people out on the streets, uh, but those that are are going about their business with the traditional Taldane stiff upper lip. Mm. The emperor is dead, but things carry on. I mean, you know, not the first time the emperor has died in the yeah. history of Taldor. Very, yeah, in the long history of Taldor. Exactly. Might be the first time it died like this. I Maybe. mean, yes, yeah. probably. But nobody knows. Following the elf. You eventually make your way down the switchbacks and off of Senate Hill into West Park. You don't have to travel far. In fact, you barely have to travel at all. As at the base of the switchbacks that go back and forth up towards Senate Hill is the Gilden Griffin Inn. Hmm. This is one of the most popular inns in the city as far as the exceptionally affluent. 
Uh, you're not entirely positive why you were put in the Lionsgate district, which is where the Silent Horse was, as opposed to here, especially considering it's closer to Lazy Lion Cafe. Uh, although, then again, with all of your own experience with the Taldane nobility, as you're all members of the Taldane nobility, you wouldn't be surprised if every other member of the staff here is on someone else's payroll, because uh, um, espionage and all the rest of that is very common amongst the Taldane nobility as well. Of course. It's not just allowed, it's encouraged. <laughs> As you begin to approach the structure, the building, um, it's approaching noon now. Uh, in fact, it's just afternoon, as you can hear the distant bells of the church's tolling. Lunch might also be in order. Yes, mm. lunch and a bath. Lunch, bath, we're all very needy right now because we've been in a basement. <laughs> yes. <laughs> also, just standard noble fare. We're not used to not washing our hair every single day. The Gilded Griffin in radiates nobility and elegance. If this were not in the city of Opara, and we're out in the countryside somewhere, you would assume that this was a noble estate. Ah, mm. very good. As you begin to approach, you can see the this marvelous light-colored marble facade and the intricate architectural details that cover the front face of this building. The entrance's face is flanked by two enormous columns decorated with leaves, uh, while the pediment above showcases a fierce griffin in mid-flight. Cool. Uh, oddly, maybe it's just because of the design on it. It seems like he's smiling at you. <laughs> he's a happy griffin. Watch out, Oliver. He's back for revenge. <laughs> <laughs> Two doormen stand at either side of the door. Nod as you make your approach. The elf steps forward, speaks with both of them briefly. Uh, after which they motion for you to follow, as you're going to guess that they're aware now, at the very least, of why you're here. We're fancy enough to be here. Well, we look like garbage, though. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. We yeah like we're garbage. probably all still covered in blood. <laughs> Entering in through the inn's main door, you step into uh, an oppressive spacious hall. With vaulted ceiling overhead supported by wide arches, the walls here are all done in a dark wood and covered in numerous portraits. Uh, right next to the door, you can see a large, impressive portrait of Grand Prince Jalroon. Uh, one of the favored grand princes, and you suppose the uh, judging by the the festive banners and such have been placed around it. You guess uh, again, as stated way way back in I think episode one, uh, many of the local establishments claim a grand prince as more or less their uh, their patron, their example during the grand mm. days uh, during the armistice and then the grand day of exaltation. Uh. And you're going to guess that this is the one here. Uh, there is a sign underneath it um, that states uh, two dates from. Uh, Sometime during the 3120s, about 3128. Judging by this, you're going to guess that this is actually the time, as many people do this, uh, as far as ends are concerned, that was the, the dates that the Grand Prince himself stayed in this building. Mm. Ah, okay. Wow, that's a so, long time ago. That was about 1,700 years ago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, it's got, you got to find the establishment sign. You see this like a 2,000-year-old inn, and you're like, holy cow. God. Yep. Imagine an inn somewhere that you know was like, "Hey, somebody came here around 480." Yeah. <laughs> yep. We still have the records. Yeah. Uh, beyond that, um, as you make your way forward, the polished marble floors here gleam in the sunlight, um, and your boots squeak, squeak, squeak as you make your way across the floor. A grand staircase leads up to the guest rooms above, and off towards your left side, you can see a large smoking room, uh, which is nearly filled to the brim with nobles. They're just gossiping away. Yeah, there, there is a literal <laughs> haze of smoke that comes billowing out of there and the smell of cherry tobacco, which kind of just oh. wafts out at you. They get, they have to de-stress majorly with some strong drink and uh, tobacco. Verity stares wistfully. 
they've gathered together in numerous clicks. Of course, all of you as nobles can glance over there and kind of quickly pick out this person's position, that person's position, that person's position. This person's closest to the fireplace, so they're obviously the highest ranking noble. Uh, a few of you thinking that you could probably walk in there and claim the position by the fireplace if you so wished. It, of course, be your <laughs> right. time for that. However, a smartly dressed man, you're going to guess the innkeeper or possibly uh, uh, the attendant's steps forward from where he was at the base of the step, steps. Full suit, black pants, uh, black doublet, uh, white gloves uh, that are immaculately mm. clean as he steps forward towards all of you. He bows and inclines his head. Good afternoon. May I be of assistance to all of you? Lyria nods. We are here to speak with her ladyship, Gloriana Marilla. I will inform her ladyship, of course, that you are here. And by that, he means he will snap his fingers twice and a, uh, a young serving girl begins rushing her way upstairs. He then looks over all of you. If you're wishing for a private audience, may I suggest the garden? If you'll please follow me. I will take the uh, hint without any umbrage. Yeah, <laughs> I guess we follow him to the garden. <laughs> yep. Please don't look disheveled in front of the guests. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's also know. probably, you know, subtly implied. We outrank mm. a lot of your guests, just so you know. Yeah, just so you know. <laughs> You think we'd get a pass saying we survived the Senate massacre? Why? Well, he doesn't know. He doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't know. Yeah, we're supposed to be being discreet. Yeah. Well, it may seem like a bit of a slight. Um, the man brings you out to the garden, which is itself impressive. All right. uh, this is an interior garden. The entirety of this mm. building is four stories high. Um, and so Whoa. this is a center garden that the outside of the structure just wraps around. Hmm. Uh, it has manicured paths weaving between carefully cultivated flower beds. A large fountain in the center uh, and statuary adds the sense of tranquility and beauty of this place. Off towards the side, there is a massive gilded birdcage standing at about 12 feet high. It almost reaches up to the uh, the second floor of the building and about six or seven feet in diameter. Wow. Uh, housing numerous exotic birds that uh, further enhance the kind of charm as you come out here. They're fine uh, a painted white hmm. lawn furniture. Uh, enough to comfortably sit up to eight. I almost oh. feel kind of bad sitting on one of those. <laughs> Imagine all the stains they're going to get. Yeah. I don't feel bad at all. They'll survive. <laughs> it's outdoor furniture. It probably doesn't stain very easily. <laughs> they can get a new couch. The man leads you over, offers to take your cloaks. I'd appreciate I that. As well as anything else as he's, uh, if you will be staying with us for a short time, I can have these uh, cleaned. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, please do. <laughs> that would be much appreciated. Thank you. Yes. Oliver passes the man his overcoat at the very least. Yes. Being the uh, embodiment of uh, genteel service, he takes all of these without even the slightest change to his expression <laughs> as he picks up Covered in each blood. of these. Impressive, yeah. Inclines his head, turns, makes his way off. Holds them a little bit away from him so the blood stains don't rub on his jacket. He's wearing white gloves. It's true. Those okay, gloves not are anymore. Ruined. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, they're not white anymore. They're going to be replaced very, very <laughs> soon. Your elven guide glances about. It's all quite fancy, isn't it? Mm. Mm, of course. I'm sure this is normal for you. Uh, not much mm. grows, actually, in my manner. Though we are up in the mountains. Crickets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we look at you like, oh my. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, Lyria, are you one of Lady Merla's um, Pathfinder friends? I have a certain 
association with a group that is interested in exploring and mm. reporting and cooperating, if that's what you're asking. Ah. Fair mm. enough. But with the atmosphere in the city right now, I don't think many people associated with that particular society would be uh, vocal about it. Some misguided souls are already outside of the Pathfinder's Lodge over in uh, the port, demanding that they turn themselves over to the guard. Yes, I'd pick that up a little bit on our way through the crowd, as it were. I imagine things will be quite chaotic for some time. (sighs) The society has sadly made some missteps in the past, particularly with Taldor. And as such, I can understand why there are those um, reticent to work with them or um, more than willing to believe the worst of them. But we do know the we do know a certain truth of the matter. And for that, we do know there was no involvement there. Lady Morilla has called in some favors, although she, of course, does have her own agents outside of the society mm-hmm. that are capable of uh, doing much. From what I understand, they are otherwise engaged. Um, and I am the only person that the society could take on loan, as it were. Well, aren't you lucky? Oh, they glance about. In the grand scheme of things, what's one morning? (laughs) Depends on how the morning goes. (sighs) They shrug in the way that only someone that might be 150 years old, for all you know, (laughs) really considers the passing of one morning. I'm an elf. One day is not even like... You humans and your silly little... That's like waiting five minutes for an elf. You can only assume, again... You had been shepherded out here um, in your bloodstained clothing and all the rest of that Mm. stuff. You can, however, only assume that uh, the gentleman that had led you out here either recognized you or recognized your signets upon uh, saddling all Mm -hmm. of you down, taking your cloaks. Well, that's probably part uh, of his job. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, big time. As three staff members make their way out, uh, carrying a number of trays. Uh, laying out um, various refreshments, including uh, finger sandwiches made with fine ingredients, smoked salmon, cucumber, imported cheese arranged on a silver platter. Uh, second platter is covered with an assortment of pastries, uh, including fruit tarts and macrons. And uh, take your order from their assortment of uh, fine teas imported from distant lands, uh, rich coffee blends, or hot chocolate made from the highest quality cocoa. Hot chocolate. Jeez. I did cool. make that joke about us ending this around hot chocolate, and uh, wow, was <laughs> I on point. <laughs> Gwen is so very relieved. She Food, yes, food. <laughs> Verity had half a mind to go find someone and be like, why haven't you offered us food yet? Mm. And of course, they would also inform you if you prefer something cold, that they do have a variety of uh, refreshing fruit juices, um, orange, pomegranate, and grapefruit, which is available. Um, in addition, they provide, I'm not even sure what that word is. <laughs> carafe all right oh, okay carafe. yeah carafe uh in addition a uh, crystal carafe of ice water infused with lemon and mint oh, mm. i'm gonna have in a case you need to cleanse coffee. your palate before you engage in the uh your repast i mean yes. that seems wise considering i mean who knows what we were really drinking down there or eating I'm sorry or ross the player is very uncomfortable <laughs> with all of this this is a lot felix, felix is sitting there it's like i definitely need to wash the taste of healing potion out of my mouth uh, mm-hmm. true Yes, I'm certainly going to have a very dark, very strong coffee. Very well. Gwen would like juice. Give me the pomegranate juice, please. Pomegranate juice? Mm. 
good pot of I just like the the idea that Felix is a is a chocolate connoisseur, so she is going to have the hot chocolate. Okay. Mm. Cornelius will uh, will take the black coffee and ask if he can get uh, a little something to put in it. He wants some Baileys in there. Again, when the uh, the plate was brought out, the plate was already covered with ornate teacups accompanied with uh, dainty teaspoons, sugar cubes, and pitchers of cream. Unless you need something else. I think he's talking about alcohol. I'm going to need need a little alcohol infusion. A little whiskey in uh, my... Yeah, yeah. Get, get a little brandy or whiskey or just anything Some alcoholic. Baileys. <laughs> Whatever the Valerian equivalent yeah. of Bailey's is. The uh, the the young serving uh, serving woman inclines her head. Would you prefer Nermathian or we do have something from the Five Kings? <laughs> How dirty <laughs> you want to be? The Five Kings, please. <laughs> it's been that kind of a morning. I will start you with a thimbleful. It is very potent. <laughs> Quinn yeah. just raises an eyebrow at Cornelius. Like, really? You're going to go for the dwarven stuff? Okay. I almost died this morning. As sometimes I wake up and I'm like, I want to make my coffee dwarven. He's going to be drunk by the time it really gets here. Jeez. Got a Darjeeling tea for the record. Ah, Darjeeling tea. Very well. Your drinks are brought out to you. Um, they are all delicious. Mm-hmm. Somebody keep track of the menus. What are all the characters drinking all the time? <laughs> You know, you eat your salmon, cucumber, and cheese little sandwiches. Um, they bring out a second plate, considering you guys have been, uh, yeah, been adventuring all morning. You've, yeah. you've made up quite the appetite. Well, and we barely ate last night. Yeah, it was also not great. I mean, mm-hmm. you can make decent mm-hmm. food with create food and water, but it's not yeah. you know, like high-end. It's like oatmeal, you know? Yeah. If all else fails, you have the gruel spoon. <laughs> Yay, <laughs> gruel. It does specify wet cardboard. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> I don't know if I'll ever eat that. <laughs> Only if we're truly desperate. I mean, Oliver was probably eating something similar in a mess hall, at least at some point. But oh, yeah, probably. Yes, Eventually, though, the door, the, the wide set of uh, French doors, although they're not French here, Galton doors, uh, opens <laughs> on the far side of the uh, the room. And Lady Gloriana Marilla makes her way out. Again, Lady Marilla is tall and regal. Her long black hair, which was left uh, flowing in intricate braids yesterday, is pulled up into a tight bun atop her head, uh, although it is still decorated, or at the very least added to, by a number of uh, very impressive-looking platinum hairpins. Oh, we suddenly all feel very self-conscious about how messed up our hair is. <laughs> I fixed Gwen's. Yeah, <laughs> after I got wrapped in a paper snake. <laughs> Unlike last evening, uh, where she was in a dress, uh, today she's wearing a fitted doublet. Um, and hose made of rich black velvet. Uh, the doublet heavily embroidered in intricate designs of silver and gold thread. So she got um, a shower. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she looks great. <laughs> so envious. The hose are uh, similarly decorated with uh, silver and gold buttons alternatingly running down the sides. Oh, nice. Oh, fancy. She uh, settles down. I believe I believe that she was made uh, friendly to uh, Count Darahan, correct? Mm-hmm. I think so. I do recall spending a lot of time talking with her. <laughs> I do recall felling a lot of rolls with her. <laughs> I don't think it was that. I think it actually went no, okay yeah. overall. Actually, I think you did rather well. Yeah, um, as always, she seems to be wearing the same ruby amulet around her neck. She sits down in an available chair. Good afternoon. Now, is it really afternoon? Good afternoon, yes. Count Darhan, I had the pleasure last night. Mm. Uh, I don't believe I had the pleasure of meeting all of the rest of you. Viscountess uh, um, Gwynle Varkastner. Baron Cornelius Marisette. Baroness Verity of House Corsina. Countess Felix Despire, at your service. As you no doubt know, I am Lady Gloriana of House Marilla. 
A pleasure. Oliver mentioned conversing with you during the gala. Yes, we had a very pleasant time before everything went to hells. Mm. Yes. That's one way to put it. I had hoped to have an opportunity to speak with all of you with Lady Lothied here, but unfortunately I have not heard back from her yet. Firstly, um, we believe Lady Lothied is in danger. Her last yes. communication with us was cut off mid-word and... The communication. The badges. It allowed her to send us messages. I'm unfamiliar with their use. There is a master badge and then a number of aid badges. The person with the master badge can communicate with those with the aid badges. And allow mm. us to respond in kind. Mm -hmm. Well, and regardless of that, we were attacked by assassins ourselves while escaping from our, I don't know, underground senate bunker and found a note of some concern that mentions ML, which I assume is Martella. I'll hand her the note. She takes the note. Looks us over. Her last message to us said that she had secured her safe house and told us it was located at the dig. And that's the word obviously cut off mid wind shrugs. Mid, I suppose, mental communication or however mm -hmm. it is that works. She was interrupted. Mm -hmm. mm. I don't suppose you would have any idea where either her home mentioned in the note or where her safe house might be. So we can begin searching for her. And presumably my brother and everyone else that was with her. Your brother wasn't with her. They may have gone their separate way. When the attack took place last night, she pauses for a moment as a servant comes over, uh, orders her tea, waits until they get a decent distance away. I'd managed to reach the Princess Eutropia, and she, as well as Lady Lothied and I, managed to um, sequester ourselves with the aid of a number of other uh, capable individuals. Once the Grand Prince fell, the Ulfen Guard collected him and retreated through the far exit of the room, behind the podium, as you remember. Yes. Once the Ulfen Guard were no longer in the way, uh, we were able to push back in that direction. Fortunately, my allies arrived then and were able to safeguard us to lead us to freedom. They had been investigating a parallel route. As a rule, uh, Martella and I keep our involvement in certain matters quite distinct from one another, even if we're both working towards Utropia's betterment. Mm. Plausible deniability. <laughs> yes, quite. Fortunately, the uh, Lord Kastner, as well as uh, Count Zespire, were able to assist us in our escape, as well as protecting a couple other notable dignitaries. As we'd moved out, my allies uh, fought and secured us a way out. Unfortunately, it was a hard-fought escape. She glances off, tapping one finger against the metal of the chair arm. And there were far more traitors than we initially anticipated. Not just the assassins, but also in the Senate itself. Like who? What do you mean? Amongst the senators. I suppose a list of usual suspects including uh, the the famed descendant of the Arnesant line, Calhadian Vernesant. <sighs> Did he act as though he was forewarned that this attack would happen, or was he merely striking at an opportunity? Well, if he was uh, striking at an opportunity, he took the um, however long it takes to put on plate mail before 
attacking someone out, uh, which seems to incline me to believe it was premeditated. However, I would not concern yourself. He has been dealt with. True, though it is interesting that he would potentially have been included in the, quote, kill everyone order. Unless he just got wind of it and took advantage, as Cornelius suggested. He was Hmm. not wearing his plate mail on the floor. We encountered him once we'd escaped from the Senate floor. Hmm. Which means he had it stashed away somewhere. No, he donned the armor of his ancestor. Ah. Scampered off and found some armor. Uh, in fact, if uh, all of you remember back, he did mention to uh, that, Gwen that to, that he tried it on and uh, da 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 da. Oh my oh, god, geez, this yeah. guy! He had been wow. He even revealed his plan. Wow. <laughs> but you said if only we had been more suspicious. <laughs> this guy we we're already super suspicious of. Yeah, it's true. We didn't like him to begin with. But you you mentioned more than one traitor. Right now, I believe that there are far more. However, that I think is. A matter best left to my agents. They're working on it now. We'd managed to escape. Your brother, she gestures over towards Gwen, and your uncle, she nods towards Felix, Mm -hmm. departed us once we'd left the Senate to go rally others to prepare themselves to return if necessary. They may have done so, I can't be certain. Mm. Unfortunately, while I did concern myself with their safety, I was with the princess. Of course. And she was my utmost concern. Understandable. When we were escaping, we uh, did find a number of uh, serving staff that had been hiding. We took them with us, and once we'd managed to leave the grounds, I went one way with the princess and uh, Martella to make certain that no one else was aware of where the princess would be secured. Uh, Took the servants with her to go and find them a safe place that they could stay as they were brought in from outside of town ah, and did not have yes. a place to stay otherwise. The servants, one of them, one of those that tried to kill us pretended to be a servant. So I imagine one of them could have been doing the same and have ambushed her. And Martella is, uh, she pauses, takes the, uh, the cup brought out to her, uh, sips the tea and nods her thanks as the servant makes her way off again. Again, you get the impression that the serving staff here are very accustomed to uh, quickly interrupting and then uh, removing themselves. From, and everybody uh, stops talking as soon as they show up kind of stuff. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, those that don't start stop talking. That's when the uh, the servants get their good gossip. Yeah. <laughs> but she waits a moment. Martella is a kind soul. Mm. As no doubt all of you are familiar, as I understand that you have a far deeper relationship with her than I do. It would be her nature to protect those in danger. Yes, of course. And it would appear that someone took advantage of that. Seems to be the order of the day. They will pay for that. So, I obviously cannot order you. Obviously, all of you are far above my station. But Martella trusted you, and you are obviously a good friend of hers. As such, I would say, as far as the senatorial traitors are concerned... My associates are skilled in tracking down and dealing with matters such as these. They are native Taldane as well, and patriots. And as such, they would be more than happy to resolve this matter. They have already got the scent, if you will. Hmm. However, I am out of resources to devote to finding anyone else. So, we may not be your resources, but we're ready to go. 
Yes. You may not be my resource, but I could be yours. Hmm. I do have a number of contacts amongst the city. Martella is, by her very nature... Secretive? Yes. Any lead that could point us in the right direction would be greatly appreciated. She glances towards the elf that had brought you here. They nod. I can find out what certain friends of mine know. Gloriana inclines her head. I believe it's just a little bit past noon now. Return to me by three o'clock, and I will have information for you. Very well. Impressive. You said that her last word was she was at the dig. Mm, Yes, the dig. dig. Possibly dignity. Hmm. Just going off of the name of my crossbow. Or dignified or something like that, yes. Or dignitary. There's... Unfortunately, that is a very popular uh, word anywhere here, yes. as well as gilded. She glances up towards the <laughs> the building around her. There's a griffin covered in gold about to dive bomb us. I have a friend that, shall we say, simply works with legal documents. Yeah. As secretive as Martella is, it would be necessary for her to keep certain things under her own name. And I do know a couple aliases that she uses as well. Mm. If she owns any buildings with a word or anything that starts with dig, mm. I will find it. So, right. yes. I imagine all of you want a chance to uh, recover. Yes. Perhaps even better arm yourselves. Mm. Yes, I believe we shall. And we can leave you to it. And see you at three. Yeah, we uh, do stick out at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do. No offense. And I assumed, of course, uh, I apologize for making the assumption that you would be inclined to assist me in uh, the tasks that I have ahead of me. Uh, And now this task instead. And as such, I had the stablery prepare my carriage. It should take you to your destination in short order and remain there to return you back to me. Much appreciated. Wonderful. Thank you. Yes. The city is quiet, but time is of the essence. Yes. She smiles, stands. Nobility united indeed. Seems we Still find no recognition in- on any of yeah, our faces. Nothing. Yeah, nothing. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. oh, well, that's, that's a nice sentiment. First, that's the first time some of us have heard it. Can we make a check? Oh, true. Uh, yeah, I would allow anyone that wishes to to make me a... Um, yeah, so I'll allow knowledge local. Okay. Hey, yeah, I, have I have that. Well, Barity gets an 18, or sorry, a 13 for an 18 knowledge local. Uh, Cornelius rolls a 10 for a 19 knowledge local. Gwen rolls an 18 for a 21 uh, maybe something jogged Oliver's memory because I rolled a perfect 20 for a 29. There we go. <laughs> well, you got beat on the head a little bit, and now it's... Yeah, there you yeah, go. As we were saying last episode, yeah. Oh, my gods. <laughs> <laughs> the Quinn just kind of starts and looks at Oliver. <laughs> I'm a fool. Oh, my gods. Again? What? Sorry, I didn't mean to blurt it out loud in the middle of gods and everyone um i'm part of a group interested in helping unite nobility for the betterment of all should we be offended we haven't been invited if i may be so bold as to say on the political stage none of you have been particularly active not for lack of trying she's not wrong fair enough no she's not and while each of you may have land and titles and money uh, our organization is more interested in sway that's fair. However, if you're interested, we are always intrigued to find uh, nobles willing to be united for a common cause. 
However, I do not wish to simply say poach Martella's hand-picked group. You have given yourself a lofty task, that's for sure. Very just internally thinking, I'm not going to join a group that didn't want me. Whatever. Like, <laughs> no. Her collected veneer falters for a second as she glances off, back vaguely in the direction of the Senate building. I've only given myself this task because no one else would take up the burden. Hmm. Sometimes I do believe that the, um, what is the military phrase, Count Darhan? Lead from the front. Indeed so. It would seem that many of our fine representatives have forgotten this. But I will not huh. speak ill of them, particularly as I have no idea how many of them are dead. Very That's fair. Very fair. Well, I suppose then we will um, see you at three. Yes. The gentleman who escorted you in would, of course, escort you out. Uh, your clothing has been uh, as well clean as can He's be. He's like, I couldn't, we couldn't do anything. I burned it. How <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dare you? You have to buy a new noble's outfit before the next Let's be honest, adventure. it's probably still, if he did actually wash it, it's still dripping. Uh, the most perceptive of you, which I'm going to guess is... Uh, Not me. Felix. Probably Felix. I yeah. think she's the only one with the perception as a class skill. Yep. Does note that he has both changed his doublet as well as his gloves. <laughs> mm. yep. Not surprised. Excellent. He has burned those. Um, you were led outside. <laughs> well, these will never be clean again. <laughs> <laughs> you were led back outside. A beautiful carriage sits and waits for you. A man on the front, a uh, an older gentleman, you'd say probably in maybe his early 50s, hops down. Uh, black hair with the exception right along the temples, uh, where it's just kind of make this trail back along the side. And a extraordinarily well-cut beard uh, hops down from the driver's seat, um, smiles at all of you, uh, steps over and uh, drops down the stairs, opens the door and uh, offers each of you a hand up into the carriage. Not very well. You almost feel bad for sitting on the fine black uh, velvet seats in here mm. as you climb inside of the carriage and settle in. Yeah. As the man helps the last of you in, uh, he collapses the stairs back in. Door still open, glances inside. Uh, may I ask where you would like to go, lords and ladies? Ah, the silent horse. I know it well. Ah, good. I like a good silent horse. He <laughs> smiles, shuts the door. <laughs> Unlike these nags, he mutters to himself as he wakes his way to <laughs> 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 right, This guy's great, and we love him. Yes. We protect him at all costs. We don't even know his name, but we already know that this man will care. live through everything. <laughs> we if love we have anything drivers. to say about it. <laughs> the main client's on the front. Again, you're uh, you're in this fine carriage. There's a little window uh, up at the front that you can open if you need to speak to him about anything. Mm. I suppose you just mostly make yourselves comfortable. Yeah. Uh, this is obviously a carriage intended for uh, not just city travel, but probably overland travel. Mm -hmm. And as such, it is made exceptionally comfortable. Yay. Uh, there's even an area like there's storage compartments underneath the seats for you to store anything you need to. Mm. Uh, and it's long enough from uh, one side to the other that when you sit down, Four of you can sit, uh, four of you can squeeze if you want to, but it's more comfortable for three of you to sit uh, next to one another on one bench and then you're facing the other side. Uh, however, the distance between the benches is close to about five feet. Dang, it's like limo. Oh, yeah. it's very room, spacious. Yeah. yeah. I appreciate that. I'm always up for more leg room. Yeah, all of us who are tall love leg room. Oh yeah. Yep. I suppose you, uh, you stretch yourselves out, enjoy uh, a peaceful, by this point of the day, the sun's risen and inside the carriage, it gets a little warm. Uh, unless you have the carriage windows open. But it's kind of warm, dark, and comfortable enough that uh, those of you not paying much attention as you rock back and forth as you make your way across the city are probably slowly lulled into a, uh, mm. a bit of a drowse. Just occasionally, just Oliver's eyes blink open like, oh no, wait. Uh, 
<laughs> you get there, Oliver's asleep with his head on Cornelius's shoulder. Just <laughs> <laughs> Oliver, Oliver, huh? not rule on my already solid clothes. <laughs> oh, what difference would it make? <laughs> he has a point. You do have a point. Carry on. <laughs> right, we'll do. Oh. <laughs> it's more his polite, polite way of saying it's like it's like we're good friends now, Oliver. However, you were covered in rats like three hours ago, and I'm very uncomfortable. <laughs> just a little covered. I know it's okay. We. Burned. You also climbed up to the roof into the rat room, and I'm just very uncomfortable about this entire <laughs> rat situation. My allergies. But, yeah. <laughs> we don't know where Daja used the bathroom, for example. Maybe just. <laughs> He just stood in there, peed in little circles. Just Ooh. here and there, yes. God, he probably did. I don't know. He seemed like a well-mannered rat. He probably had a specific corner. Mm. He had a, a he peed in special circles, though. pot that had circles all over it. And, <laughs> yeah. This is the circle for pee. Oh, this no. is the circle for... <laughs> Eventually, though, the carriage uh, winds its way through Senate Hill. Again, you actually pass by the Lazy Lion Cafe again, uh, where you'd hmm. seen it there on the uh, the corner. Jeez. Feels like ages. I mean, again, that was yesterday, but it feels like a million years ago. And we also need to be careful because there's no telling whether or not uh, there's something waiting for us in our hotel rooms. Mm. Yes. Ooh, fair point. Yeah, they Kidnapping didn't know to actually two. keep an eye on us. Yeah. Eventually, though, you arrive in the Lionsgate district. Uh, this is more kind of the lesser nobility merchantile region. West Park has almost zero shops. Um, it has an abundance of cafes and eateries and things like that because the nobles don't want to have to travel outside of their sure, of their district to go and eat or do anything like that. Heaven forbid. Lionsgate, however, is almost completely mercantile. There are portions of the city, particularly in the Narrows, uh, that have a great number of different shops and all of the rest of that. Basically, almost anything on the uh, the eastern side of the city, the north and the eastern side of the city. However, a majority of Lionsgate is made up of shops on the ground floor and then houses above it, as many of the buildings butt up against one another to such an extreme degree uh, that there are no, sometimes you'll pass three, four, five hundred feet uh, without running into a single alleyway or gap between buildings. Dang. Yeah. Eventually, however, you arrive at the silent horse. The carriage pulls to a stop. You step out. Uh, the silent horse is a beautiful building. As you step out, you can see two columns and a wide arch uh, that connects over the, the front of this. And as you begin to make your way in to, uh, again, you've been staying at this end for some of you for a couple of days. Mm -hmm. This is one of the, the more respectable ends in the city. Does it have plumbing or am I going to need to order water? Oh, yeah, it has interior plumbing. Oh, oh good. <laughs> Excellent. But yeah, making your way in, uh, the building itself is phenomenal. A spacious main entry hall, uh, wide vaulted ceiling overhead, a pattern across the floor um, as it's actually the tiled white and black across the uh, the foyer and entryway. Uh, the walls here are covered in beautiful frescoes uh, representing Taldor at its prime. Uh, so basically imagine uh, ancient Roman frescoes showing, you know, people in togas making their way about and horses and all of the rest of that. The structure itself is six floors high. Starting on the second floor, each of you were actually given a room on a separate floor. Oh, interesting. 
That's weird. Oh, so we wouldn't run into each other before she wanted us all together. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's okay. possible, yeah. Mother, we were all here for a few days and none of us actually knew the others were here. That's, yeah, that's true. That it's probably earlier today we, fit, we found that out. Clever, clever. Uh, that being said, all of the uh, rooms are very similar. Um, they are exceptional in quality, and none of them are exactly, you know, this, this is a, one of those places that doesn't have a suite or something like that. There's not mm -hmm. a particular, this is a really nice room here. Uh, really, the only thing that Martella seemed to have made a special concession for is that uh, Oliver's on the second floor. Oh, that's nice. Oh, I appreciate that's nice. That. <laughs> Very nice of her. It's like I could stand to walk out on this balcony. Yeah, it's, it's the not, least she could do. <laughs> it's not great, but I, I, I can deal with it. Like, that's that's fair. Yeah. Uh, each of the balconies for your rooms does overlook. Uh, it's one of those things that feasibly at one point, all of you could have been standing in the balcony and not even aware of one another above and below <laughs> you. Um, but all of you can step out onto. Uh, you do have balconies which overlook the the small courtyard behind it, which when you came, came here, you found exceptionally nice. And then after being in the courtyard uh, garden for the Gilded Griffin, you find is decent. <laughs> I'm going to take away one of the stars on TripAdvisor for this place, you know? <laughs> Not as yeah. good as the other place that I set for tea. Yep. yep. <laughs> that being said, this uh, the Silent Horse does have a theme. Um, the theme for the Silent Horse for, at the very least this time of year, is basically Taldor. Mm. <laughs> That's your is it, theme. Isn't it basically everywhere? <laughs> it is fair. usually everywhere. However, here it means that uh, instead of having like themed rooms or anything like that, uh, all of the rooms are curtained in green and blue, as well as like the curtains around the bed and everything. Mm. It's it's more or less like showing some place and everything's the national colors. Mm. Mm, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. It made me a little uncomfortable if I went into a place that like I just had the American flag on every square inch <laughs> of the room. I mean, it's I've like, been ah! in places like that and it's I've weird. Been, yeah, I was about to yeah. say, I've definitely stayed in some of those. <laughs> So busy. Look, but. I live in Texas and I get annoyed with all the Texas crap all over mm, hotels. True, okay, true, much true. less true. like. Yeah. Except for Texas shaped waffles, which yeah, are Texas always amazing. Yeah, Texas shaped waffles are the exception. <laughs> yeah. Usually it's a star. It's people do that star with the circle and they just slap it oh, on they the really side love of everything. That star. Oh, yeah. yeah. People put it on yeah. their house. Yeah. It's very popular here. But yeah, you have a chance to uh, all go up there. Collect your uh, collect your starting gear that you bought when oh, you made God. these characters 20 episodes ago. They lovingly huggle my glaive. Well. Gwen <laughs> takes a shower and cleans her armor. No, there, there are so showers, much clean. but there are baths. And mm. I put yeah. on my explorer's outfit instead of my noble's yes. outfit. Yeah, yeah that's what clothes. I was going to say. Change into my explorer's outfit. Gwen's not going to bother putting her makeup back on. I mean, come on. Mm. <laughs> uh, there is a um, makeup artist as well as a hairdresser on staff at the site. So if you need to contact them. Oh, very good. We'll have them do this is a fancy place. <laughs> yeah, Gwen's going to need help with the updo just because it's fancy. <laughs> But I don't need makeup artists. Excuse me, does your makeup artist do war paint? Ask me <laughs> <your friend. laughs> I imagine I'm they do anything you want them to do. I'm looking to put the fear of gods above in my enemies' <laughs> I will pay the money for Gwen the war paint. Gwen gets completely dressed. She gets the armor. She gets all the rest of that stuff on. She gets her hair done in an updo. And then she just dips four fingers in blue makeup and just uh, smears right. them down the front <laughs> of her face. Yes. I'm ready. <laughs> We're walking around Taldor. What are you doing? <laughs> But yeah, do any of you need to go out and purchase anything or any of the rest of that stuff? I mean, I have cool armor and a ring of protection. I mean, I don't know. The only thing I would want is like a fancier bastard sword, but I don't think we have the money for that right now. So yes. uh, we'd have to sell stuff, which would probably yeah, take yeah. a while. Yeah, we don't really have time for that. So so you return back. You dress nicely. You put on some new clothes. Um, I imagine for uh, for ease of this, you know, I'll basically all of you dress up like your character artwork so you know Oliver gets a nice doublet on and all the rest mm -hmm. of that stuff uh, dons his armor and then throws his uh, his cloak over the top of that 
Mm -hmm. Felix still just mostly rocking the the white and gold. Yep, she has a theme. Uh, Cornelius gets a nice suit jacket, ties a new ascot because he had to use the other one, adds a a little flare around his neck. Uh, Verity dons a a nice suit jacket and Gwen uh, begins rocking some uh, some new armor, goes and uh, retrieves a nice red cloak to uh, to match her ensemble. But yeah, I suppose if uh, you have nothing that you're going to buy, I imagine all of you gather yourselves together, uh, take a second to recover, take a nice long bath. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, I think yeah. none of you are win- wounded anymore after that channel no. that uh, Felix no. did. Nope. If there's one thing I know how to do, it's heal. <laughs> <laughs> Gwen took like a two-hour soak. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't add some salt in there. Just comes out just smelling of lavender and roses. I guess I'm good to go. I'm not stealthing anyway, so they'll smell me coming. <laughs> <laughs> Something smell like a bath and body works? <laughs> Suddenly they get stabbed. What, what's this bath bomb smell I have? <laughs> but I suppose you all gather yourselves together, uh, make your way downstairs. The uh, the driver smiles, hops down, drops down the ladder for all of you, uh, gestures you forward. All right. Opens up the, uh, the door, helps each of you in. Uh, of course, of course, Count. More than happy to. You seem to have the advantage of me. What is your name? Philippe uh, Vosvel. Hmm. Thank you very much. Philippe. Of course, Count. It's a pleasure to meet you. <laughs> Very polite of you. Thank you. It's a pleasure to meet you as well. More than happy to help all of you uh, make your way. I believe that you're returning back to go and speak to the uh, Lady Gloriana. Yes. yes. Anywhere that I need to stop on the way. I guess Oliver looks at everyone, shrugs, and says, no, not for me. So. Of course. No. Then I will get you there as quickly as possible. Fortunately, the streets are uh, relatively quiet today. Hmm. Unfortunately. Well, Fortunately, yes. unfortunately, you understand. Of course. The man nods, smiles, helps each of you up, makes some sort of crack as he goes back up towards the front of the carriage, like, time to earn your hay or something like that as he <laughs> pops up in the carriage. Dare say we're all looking rather human again. Yes, thankfully. I do feel much better. I think a good reset had been in order. Well, I'll feel even better once we recover, save Lady Lothied. Well, hopefully they were only going to ransom her as they had intended to do so with us. Seems likely, yes. Perhaps, but the the strange thing is they seem to have been likely watching her for some time. They knew we were associated with her and were in some way allied with her. Mm. Despite the fact we didn't even know that until the day before. Yes, it seems that they were able to penetrate that. And she's a rather talented spy master, so... This has to be someone of rather incredible skill to keep track of Martella. Or there's a traitor that she has. Yeah, that's why I'm leaning toward traitor. There's been a lot of that lately, apparently. Too much. I mean, it wouldn't be politics without traitors, I suppose. For the record, if I do intend to turn against all of you, I will say it to your face. Yes, you're you're polite that way. You can stab us in the front. (laughs) Precisely, yes. Yes. We can uh, yes. challenge each other to a, a duel, as you should. Absolutely. Though, yes. of course, I have no intention of doing so. Well, of course. Not yet. <laughs> Felix. <laughs> it's a joke. He just said he was going to betray us, so I am just mentally preparing for the day. <laughs> I don't know if Oliver has it in him to be any sort of traitor. Mm. <laughs> Which is a compliment. Yes, I suppose so. I take it as such. Yes. Straightforward. It's just like, note to self, prepare for... Actually, I'm curious. Is that a... Yeah, it would be a Felix thing. I was just thinking, it's like, what would be the worst thing to hit Oliver with if you betrayed us? Like, reverse gravity. 
Yeah, that would be bad. <laughs> yeah. That would be real bad. That I don't like it. That would be so it. mean. Well, it's especially like bad it. if you use it outdoors, too, because don't you just keep <laughs> falling up? Yeah, I until the limit the of the spell, basically. Now I'm acrophobic and agoraphobic. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, can't be happy no matter where I am. Don't like it. Don't like that. But the carriage driver uh, takes you, you know, navigates his way back through the lion's gate. Actually, before uh, before we keep going, since you guys did have a chance to um, interact with a couple people and everything, anyone that wishes to make me a diplomacy check, if you'd like to do some gathering information, could have done so while uh, chatting up the serving staff and everything. Oh, of course. Uh, we certainly yes, asked please. all the hairdressers. Yes. yes. Yeah, my affable great. bonus should uh, should count for this. So. Uh, your affable bonus two. should count for this, and the uh, diplomacy bonus that Felix gets against yes. uh, commoners. Yeah. <laughs> you win I'm some, you lose a nine some. for a sixteen on that diplomacy. Yes, uh, Cornelius rolls an eighteen for a twenty-five. Wow, very nice. Gwen rolls an eight for a seventeen. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, even with all my bonuses, I uh, apparently need to get hit in the head again because I rolled a two for a twelve. Um, so Oliver apparently spent all of his mental energy on figuring out about the um, sovereign court and rolled a natural <laughs> one for a ten on the diplomacy. Ouch. Ouch! Oliver just got back like quickly, like took a quick bath and everything else, towed off, and just like I could take a nap. Just told like wake me up at two <laughs> thirty. <laughs> he asked him, and in some weird like half asleep kind of situation. Like, <laughs> Do you know about the court with? thing uh, <laughs> it's like okay whatever I'm just gonna leave now however one of you does succeed Cornelius is surprisingly charming apparently hmm? Cornelius can relate like, to the common man occasionally really? <laughs> not really <laughs> he's just so gentle looking that you're not scared of him Oliver was just tired all the ladies needed to do something you know like Put their hair up and stuff and well and keep in mind that this is a fantasy setting so uh in addition Magic. to that all the ladies needed way more time to get into their various corset what corset whatever things add on to the fact that they all wear armor and cornelius doesn't so he just yeah. like walked upstairs took a bath put on a different suit and then sat down at his desk like oh well i don't want to just sit up here so i guess i'll go down to the common room <laughs> <laughs> i can study my spell book and gain my new spells down here by the fireplace and chat with yeah. people and Socialize. Uh, so, yeah, just go ahead and, uh, and give Cornelius a little information that he's gathered. That's uh, the word floating around on the street right now as you're making your way back from uh, Lionsgate across the bridge to uh, West Park. Well, while we were uh, resting in our inn, I did manage to find a uh, little bit of information around the current state of, well, the city at large. The surviving right. senators have fled to their respective strongholds. Not really mm. surprising given they were specifically targeted. Uh, the Ulfen Guard have secured the Imperial Palace and refuses mm. to admit anyone under the until the matter of succession is cleared. So mm. the palace is basically empty. I see. Both Grand Prince Stavian III and Princess Eutropia are missing in the aftermath of uh, the missing. Grand Prince's attempted slaughter. Mm. Mm. I don't think it was attempted. <laughs> yeah, most people assume that uh, Stavian III is dead, but at the same time, there hasn't been an official announcement. Yeah. yeah. The city itself is in a, well, tenuous state of peace, but the issue of succession is already beginning to divide aristocracy into about a dozen different camps, each insisting Jeez. its candidate alone has the right to the throne. The Senate oh, passed hells. the vote. The only, th the only thing that needed to be done was it to be ratified. Yes, but did news of that actually escape the Senate? 
Well, and if it's not, not ratified, it's not law. It doesn't matter that the Senate passed the vote. Yes. What do yep. we need for it to be ratified? Are there enough senators? Are there enough senators left to ratify it? Uh, well, you're aware that to to go into law, the Grand Prince has to sign off on it. Well, there is no Grand no, Prince. And there is on. no Grand Prince. So. There's no Grand Prince anymore. Somebody yep. needs to forge that man's signature. <laughs> he did it from That's going to be the next five books: is finding a master forger <laughs> to forge the signature. Yeah, let me get, let me go to my uh, my autograph list that I have. Yeah. <laughs> it's not so much a war for the crown as a clerical error for the crown. <laughs> yes. Oh, but his signature's right here. <laughs> Actually, out of curiosity, go ahead and make me a go ahead and give me a knowledge nobility check from the party. I uh, roll a thirteen for a twenty-one. I roll a natural one for an 11. Mm. Uh, uh, Gwen rolls a 15 for a 26. Felix knocked her head against the wall and got a nat 20 <laughs> for a 28. <laughs> Carriage has a particularly yes. bad bump. <laughs> Oliver rolled a 16 for a 27, so hmm. also fairly well. So thinking this over, where to start? Cornelius, you're, you kind of go over all this. Again, your family, you yourself and your family are very good at navigating um, information, genealogy especially, um, if you had a book op open in front of you. However, keeping up to date on the political movement is not something you're as much interested in recently, although you may need to get much more interested in that soon. Uh, all of the rest of you do understand that if the bill passed, which it did, but was ratified, then Utropia would be the obvious claimant to the throne. Without it, if the Grand Prince actually did adopt, um, as you are all theorizing, the High Strategos, technically speaking, the Senate still has to vote to recognize him as the new heir, apparently. Mm -hmm. Oh boy, okay. Meaning that, as far as legal terms are concerned, technically both no of them one. are on equal footing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and nobody actually has a like strong claim at that point. Well, that's where it gets murky. If you're looking at Taldor overall, hmm. House Mercander of the Avon province, House Nizeni of the Karis province, House Heskalar of the Karis province, the Finnies of the Karis province, uh, the Vorts of Tandak, the Loss of Oparos, the Solari of the Lingan province, even the Darahans all have a claim. Oh, jeez. Via wow. marriage to the throne. Oh, whoa. Fun. I don't think Technically my cousin speaking, wants to, both of you are under the impression there's about, if you're really getting into it, if you removed Pytheris and uh, Eutropia if you, from the equation entirely, there's about 20 to 25 people that could claim the throne. Mm. I don't know. Lovely. But that's, no. <laughs> so suddenly I feel like there might be a War for the crown. <laughs> hmm. Roll, Roll credits. credits. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Things are going to get ugly. Yes. It seems it's going to get much worse before it gets better. I'm assuming that all of these factions have uh, strong claims. About as strong as each other, at any rate. Right now, Eutropia and the High Strategos, if he was adopted, are on pretty equal footing. But if you remove them from the equation, there's at least... 20, 25 members of the various families through marriage and such that have a claim to the throne. I mean, all of us are connected ourselves in some way or another, too. It's just kind of the nature of the nobility. <laughs> if you go far enough down the ladder, technically, um, 
Oliver or Cornelius would be somewhere in there. Oh, great. Oliver, especially because his is a grand house. Mm. Especially if if you're not recognizing the Senate's vote to allow women, uh, that means actually the head of his house. Oh, is out that's of the right. Running. Because my cousin is a woman. Okay, yeah. so here we go. <laughs> War for the Crown turns into Kingmaker. We're making King Oliver. Oh, no. <laughs> no. That thing where she kind of, like, you know, when people are doing mental math or they kind of tap on their fingers, and she goes, Oliver, if we go far enough down the line, you technically have a claim to the throne. Oh, hells no. <laughs> <laughs> no. I don't I think... want anything to do with that. You just never be alone again. It sounds dreadful. <laughs> No. Felix is side-eyeing over there, considering she was the one pushing the whole, like, the crown drives people insane theory. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Hmm. Let's let's not put this crown on anyone I know's head. <laughs> We're trying wow. to put it on Eutropius. Well, uh, <laughs> I don't even want it on her head if the thing's cursed. She, yeah. she, just she can have the... the title, but not the crown. We burn in that mm. thing. We make a new crown. <laughs> we put it in a box, and we We're put it in We're going to Lord of the Rings this thing and send it to Mount Doom, and then yes. melt it. Reforge it. Mm. Yes. Which is said, it's a very potent artifact. Well, uh, you know, such is life. I mean, it's going to boil down to the princess or the high strategos. It's, that's mm. the way it's going to be, but it's going to take a while to quell everyone else's whining. Well, well what it know. also means is that there will be a um, rush to gain supporters. As yes. I imagine that either option would need to go through the Senate. Well, what's left of the Senate anyway. This is why I said I was sort of concerned about the High Strategos being in charge of the city for the moment. Hmm. Technically, he already has his foot in the door power-wise with the people of Opara. Well, well, he may militarily, but not um, in the civil manner. Well, you can spin it. There were riots in the streets and the High Strategos quelled it while Eutropia just went and hid. Well, he had ah. to, this was his job. Had he not done it, he would have been in dereliction of duty. Yes, but that's not the way some people are going to look at it. Well, of course, but the city of Apara is not the only place in Taldor. I'll, I'll give it. I'll give this to Felix, although there's no real reason to even bring this up. But funny, interesting thing is, uh, because of the negotiations between the Crown and the Verdruan Forest Province, technically speaking, Tanasha Starborn, the gnome representative of the Verdruan oh. Forest, actually is in line for the throne as well. Not via marriage, <laughs> but via political alliance. That's <laughs> amazing. <laughs> I'm All the right. first gnomish president. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm here for no, it. No, I'm Let's changing it to president I mean, now. Know, yeah. <laughs> um, but they would also have to recognize women to be able to take the throne. Yes. Mm. Yeah. And that's our current problem. Yeah. Now, regardless, we cannot deal with the fact that there are so many factions at this current juncture. No, it doesn't. It doesn't change our overall job. It just complicates it. Mm. We're still here to provide Eutropia with whatever assistance she needs. Oh, of course. It's just become much more complicated. Exactly. <laughs> it was complicated from the start, I think. <laughs> yes, it is it's kind become of like fun perhaps twenty times worse, but yes. <laughs> it certainly is more interesting that way. I suppose interesting's a word for it, yes. The carriage navigates, making its way through the, the city streets of Opara, bringing you closer and closer to the uh, the Gilded Griffin Inn, where hopefully you'll be able to determine uh, where your friend Martella is, uh, meet up mm -hmm. with her, uh, hopefully free her from whatever uh, situation that she finds yeah, herself in, I'm and then... A little worried. Mm -hmm. Maybe resolve this entire issue of uh, 
of uh, the, the throne and all the rest of that stuff. Yeah, yeah, because uh-huh, we don't yeah. have like five and a half more books of this adventure well, path. It's really each easy book. to mop up, guys. Each book is a different throne, a different crown. Oh, <laughs> oh okay, well, that makes so sense. So, so you know, this book was the crown like, of Opara, then there's yes. going to be the crown of each of the other places. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Taldor is splitting up into different states. This one is for Taldor, and then you just go up to the Five Kings Mountains, yes. and then each mm-hmm. king is another book following hey, that. Hey, there you go. Yeah, five books. Rick got his adventure path. <laughs> ah, dwarves. <laughs> I've been oh, playing wow. the long con this entire time. <laughs> little did we know we signed up for a homebrew campaign. Yep. Little do you know that these were both your characters and your backup characters, and they were just two dwarves on each other's shoulders this entire time. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, take off your masks. Verity's <laughs> <laughs> like, I've had a beard this whole time. <laughs> but no, the carriage steadily makes its way, uh, uh, rolling up to the Gilded Griffin Inn, where hopefully you can find some information pertaining towards your miss- missing childhood friend and confidant. And uh, we'll find out what that information is next time. Oh, oh man. Oh, man. Hey, ah, good the, stuff. the political intrigues. Grand Prince Oliver Daraham. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, you don't want that. You don't want, want that it. at all. Which isn't it the whole thing, the person who wants it the least is probably the one that should have it? Yes. Yeah, but it is. No, in my case, though, the person that wants it the least absolutely should never be allowed anywhere near it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, not how the, that's not how the trope goes. That's not how yeah, it works. Yeah, but you don't know. <laughs> Uh, however, before we go, I would like to take, of course, an opportunity to thank our patrons for their continued patronage and support. Uh, you are the, the reason that we can all continue to do this. You are the teas and finger sandwiches that keep the us going. Tea. You all have a claim to the throne. Mm, delicious. Why are we yes. yeah. <laughs> no. Oliver will gladly see his position. I was trying to make it relevant to what we were doing, and all we really did this episode was eat some finger sandwiches and go on a carriage ride. <laughs> and have a spa day for some of us. It's those. true. We would go on a carriage ride with any of our patrons. Absolutely. Yeah, there you go. Yes, for sure. Yeah, 100%. And of course, uh, we would like to invite any of the following five patrons into the uh, the, the Find the Path carriage to continue yeah. this uh, this uh, sometimes bumpy, but otherwise amazing journey with us. Uh, and I would like to start, oh, I would like to start with friend of the podcast, a uh, longtime supporter of the podcast, Clave Jones of uh, Nerds on Earth fame. Oh, oh nice. Cool. Clave, uh, and the fine folks over there at Nerds on Earth gave us a, a big shout out early on in our uh, yes our campaign for uh, for world for podcast dominance, and so uh, we do appreciate <laughs> them. Yeah, awesome. also Clave, um, such a good name. Yes. Also true. I think we were always commenting like... on people's names, but Clave, mm. it's a good one. True. I would like to thank Michael C. Hershiser. Hershiser. Yes, that's a good Very name. Cool. That's a good nice. strong name. Nice. That guy's thank a you, great Michael. supporter. And I would like to thank Stephen Haddon. Oh, thank yeah. you, Stephen. Very cool. We have a lot yeah. of Steves and Steven. We have a lot of uh, support from the the Steven the area Steve of the world. The, <laughs> Steve yeah, the, are the, the Steve community, they have yes. their own community. Yes, of course. <laughs> oh, okay. As led by Dr. Strange. Oh, my mm. God. <laughs> I would like to thank Johan. Oh, well, thank you, Johan. Very cool. Just nice. Johan. All the Johans. Just Johan. All the Johans out there, but thank you. Mm-hmm. It could be Johan, too, but I think Johan is probably correct. Probably. Yeah, pretty sure it's you. <laughs> it's definitely uh, Johan. A bunch of people across the world just cringed. <laughs> uh, and I would like to thank Constrictor, which I feel like oh, sounds like a, like a wrestler name. <laughs> Thanks, thank you all of the Constrictors who yeah. support the Constrictor us. Constrictor is just the Boa, the boa. Constrictor. Yeah. The, the I Jessica was going, it's like, it could be a pro wrestler named Constrictor, or it could just be a sentient snake. It's just a snake. Mm. It's the Anaconda <laughs> from Anaconda. 
<laughs> I'm actually Steam friends with him, so this con this constrictor is surprisingly good at video games. Yeah. <laughs> Coming up with a little review that's like, I really like the podcast. My only problem is they don't get constricted enough. <laughs> <laughs> you know what they need more more of? Swallow hole. Mm, oh no. <laughs> there, was, there was actually quite a bit of constricting and swallowing hole in Mummy's Mask. So. True. Yeah, that's true. true. <laughs> Even yeah. the brief time I was there, there was constricting and swallowing hole. <laughs> so if that you're listening to the podcast source. specifically for that, um, go yeah. check out Mummy's Mask. Um, Might get some of that more for the crown. Yeah. Oh, God, no. And uh, I would like to go on and thank Alan Boyle. So appreciate your support, Alan. Oh, thank you, Alan. Get a lot of support from Alan's out there, too. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Including from... From Heather? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> Although Heather's with two L's and an E. It's true. Mm -hmm. Instead of A-L-A-N. Oh, I was like, wait, that's not how you spell Heather. And then I was like. <laughs> <laughs> Good gracious. I've confused people in the past. With a... Heather's one Wonderful. of those two first names people. <laughs> <laughs> yep. oh and her alternate identity, Alan Heather. Yes. <laughs> I just reversed it. It's fine. Well, it's, it's Heather, fine. but it's spelled like Alan. <laughs> <laughs> the H is invisible. <laughs> A lot of the letters are not in there. It's fine. It's That's fine. Basically it's basically Aether. Um, <laughs> I am the Aether. I am anyway, the ether. sorry. Patreon so, people, we love you. Yes, we got thank off on you a tangent. all sorry. for your continued <laughs> amazing support for the podcast. We are creep, creep, creeping our way up. Uh, and actually, we've actually been, I say creep, creep, creeping. We have been growing in leaps and bounds, approaching our $5,000 tier, uh, which is amazing. And we really appreciate all the, the outpouring of support that we have received from the community. Uh, we'd very much like if you guys decided to keep that up. And so, as always, if you're kind of curious about the Patreon and want to go and check that out, you can do so. There's a link down in the uh, comments below or in the description for this episode. You can also go over to uh, Patreon slash Find the Path and uh, go and check us out there. Find the Path Ventures. And if you're curious what the $5,000 tier gets us, uh, it is our Tyrant's Grasp uh, Patreon-only show weekly instead of the current bi-weekly schedule. Mm -hmm. I know. So if you're fans of Tyrant's Grasp, tell your friends. Which is going mm -hmm. to be Excellent. Uh, and as all of you may be somewhat aware, uh, we have recently also restarted, uh, as we had stopped, and now we have recently restarted our After Party show. Uh, that is now going to be a live experience, uh, which is going to be uh, available to anyone that wants to head over to our Twitch, although you can, of course, listen to it after the fact, uh, mm. where you can go and ask questions. We're going to be doing uh, a different format, uh, but that is going to be on the first Saturday of each month. And it's hmm. not necessarily going to be all of us there all of the time. It's going to be depending upon uh, who's available and who's not. And really, we have some really fun ideas in store for our upcoming after party show, uh, which uh, I'm going to hope will include uh, guests, uh, guest spotting on to have conversations, as well as uh, us getting into some uh, in-depth conversations from uh, topics that are going to be provided by some of our Find the Path tier patrons. And I would like to take a chance to name a couple of those Find the Path tier patrons here real quick, which include Anne Her, Eric Junker, Gary S., Jessica Viterli, Kevin Etterfay, Lewis Ellis, Lisa Junker, and TJ Kahn. Thank you all for your uh, amazing support, and I hope that uh, once we start sending out those emails for you guys, that you come up with some phenomenal suggestions for uh, topics for us to tackle on our upcoming mm -hmm. show. And other than that, I suppose until next time, good luck, Pathfinders. Good luck. Bye, good luck out there, everybody. Bye, Bye-bye. Uh -huh. King <laughs> No, yes. no, not King Darhead, no. Uh, King yes. Oliver. Goodness. All hail no. King Darhead. Prince Oliver, first of his name. Yes. Oh, God. <laughs>
Oh, man. <laughs> Oliver's like, can I get this crown re-enchanted for a permanent feather fall effect? <laughs> <laughs> the king shall never fall. Okay, you may glide down that. gently. <laughs>